Hi, this is Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen, hosts of Shooks and Giff, the podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts by visiting edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Guys, I'm joined once again by a return guest. And, you know, actually, I was just saying to someone the other day that I guess this is as far how far I've come as a podcaster. Now I'm able to bring back guests for a second time. But I'm excited to have Dr. Will D'Amport, also known as just Dr. Will. Uh, So, Dr. Will, thanks for joining me again here on the show. I'm I'm glad to have you back. And uh, if you could just introduce yourself or reintroduce yourself to the listeners of the show. Uh, Hello, and uh, thank you uh, for bringing me on the show, man. It's uh, great things you're doing around here, Dan. Um, Well, I'm just better known to the world as Dr. Will. Um, I just sort of came out of that because I was a friend, you know, Dr. Phil back in the day. And I actually told my uh, advisor once during grad, uh, undergrad, uh, I'm going to be doctor, uh, I'm going to get an EDD and become Dr. Will one day. Didn't know that was going to happen, but I guess it did. Uh, I am a instructional technologist for K-12 district, which is one uh, sixth grade up. I also writing for EdTech uh, publications. I do consulting. Uh, I am also a podcaster. And I guess that now you can add documentary filmmaker. That's right. And we will definitely talk about that in a little bit. And now that's a lot of stuff, man. You wear a lot of hats, but those are all like your your day job. And I think what I wanted to talk to you about a little bit is like the, the side hustle part of it, right? So you mentioned that you're a podcaster and you talked about the documentary. Again, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But, you know, we're both content creators. And actually, I think because I've heard you tell your story before, why you got started on your podcasting venture. And I think it's pretty much similar to mine uh, in that you were doing a lot of writing on your dissertation. It it wasn't blogging wasn't something that you were really going to be able to do at least consistently. I feel the same way. I'm a doctoral student. I'm writing my dissertation now. And it was the same thing. I wanted to put content out there. But for me, this just made a lot more sense. I have a little bit of a background in, in broadcasting. Uh, and so it, the rest is history, I guess. But uh, where where do you stand, I guess, in general on educators as content creators? I believe every educator should be creating content, whether you want to become a consultant or not. But creating content is not only a way for you to become a reflective practitioner, but it also allows create your brand, your narrative, so to speak, for those who may think that you know, thinking of themselves as a brand is a bad thing. It becomes sort of your digital portfolio, right? So let's just say as an educator, you want to, you've been a teacher, you know, five years and you want to become an academic coach or you want to become an administrator. We live in the land of Google right now where people Google everything and they Google everyone. And so that school will Google you. And what do you want them to find when they Google you? And so when you're creating that content, and they Google you and they see your blogs. They're talking about culturally responsive teaching in the classroom or integrating technology or social emotional learning. They see your vlogs. They see your 
your video tutorials. They see all of this work that you are doing to demonstrate your knowledge and what you're sharing. They get a full picture of who you are as an educator, as well as what I talk, brought up about becoming a reflective practitioner. It allows you to reflect on the work that you are doing and do so in a way that you are sharing what you've been doing to your colleagues across, the, not only in this world, not only in the United States, but across the world being that this. I like what you said about how content creating and sharing allows you to be reflective as an educator. And, you know, I've said this before, and I don't know how many people would agree, especially those who are creating content. Um, actually, I had a, I had a, an interview I was featured on the TeacherCast uh, podcast with Jeff, and he asked me a question, and I basically answered it by saying, I'm my number one fan. You know, not only does creating content allow me to reflect, but I just learn so much from it. I bring on guests who I want to learn from and learn with. And I, you know, it sounds funny, but like I listen to my show every episode several times because I edit them. And then once they go out, I want to make sure they sound good. But I'm learning at the same time, too. And uh, again, I don't know how many people would necessarily agree with that, but I want to be a fan of my show first. You know, I, I make it for me first. And then however many listeners I get, that's awesome. Um, and, and I put out content for them as well. But I don't know, I want to be proud of it. And I want to learn from it. So I think that's what you were what you were saying too. And actually you brought up the word branding. Let me ask you about that a little bit. Um, for people who are put off a little bit by the term, could you just explain a little bit more about, cause we've had conversations a bunch of times about it. And I think you and I have similar thoughts about it, but uh, what is it and, and why is it important and, and how does it, um, I guess, how is it unique maybe in the education space? Well, everyone has a brand, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you accept it or not. Uh, Jeff Bezos has just a very simple definition. It is whatever one says about you when you're not in. So we are, as educators, we have been in the hallway. We've been in the teacher's lounge. We've been in the parking lot. We've been outside doing duty. And you may start talking about Miss Brown. Whatever you're talking about, Miss Brown, that is Miss Brown's brand. So if you're saying Miss Brown is, wow, she's wonderful, she's great classroom management. Oh man, her Miss Brown is leaving. You don't want to lose Miss Brown. Her reputation, her brand is what you're talking about. And so I don't talk about branding in terms of, you know, selling soap. I'm strictly talking about your reputation. What do you want people to say about you, to think about you? Okay, so speaking of branding, I actually wanted to ask you this because I think it'll be sort of a segue into uh, discussing the Edupreneur, the documentary. You, since the last time you were on my show, uh, you made a conscious decision and a an educated decision on shifting your content. Uh, I've been a big fan of the Dr. Will show f f even before I was doing this show. And so I noticed it. And of course, we share some of the same spaces on social media and we've talked about it. But could you explain that shift in terms of like your brand, you know, your personal brand, your professional brand, I should say? Uh, what did you do and why? Well, honestly, I got bored with just talking about technology integration uh, in the classroom. It, I, I write about it. I do talk about it at conferences. I do it every day at my job. And I find the work that I'm doing exciting. Uh, but you know, as a podcaster, you have to do something that you are very passionate about to the point, because if you're going to be consistent with your podcast, you have to crank out these shows, uh, especially if, you, if you're going to do what we call batching, which means that I may release you know, four episodes a month, but I could have recorded 
15 episodes. And after doing my podcast for four years and I would sprinkle in some other stuff, you know, I got to a point to where I was saying how can I, I'm at a point now I want to do something different. I need to do something different. And I'd always enjoy those shows on personal development. And I had start, hit that entrepreneur bug. It had really grabbed a hold of me. And I was ready to explore it further and on a deeper level. And then I had a conversation with Jeff Bradbury. And we spent maybe an hour uh, on the phone. And he was saying, okay, go to Google Analytics, check out this and look at this. And I noticed that the podcast episodes that people really gravitated toward and had the most uh, plays weren't the ones that was about going one-to-one Google. I said, oh, this is interesting. And I just decided at that point, let's go for it. And after the first year, which was last year, season four, I went from a year of having 3,700 plays to having over 26,000. And I knew then, okay, there's a, uh, I don't know how large of a following this is, but I could tell that this was resonating. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And so based on your realization, based on the success of that shift, uh, now I'm excited to talk to you about this uh, documentary, The Entrepreneur, right? So, um, I've heard I've heard you tell the story before, but I'm I'm guessing a lot of the listeners haven't. Uh, the idea about the entrepreneur, of course, you know, it stemmed from, like you said, that success of putting out content about this idea of being an entrepreneur and sharing content, and as educators, whether you call it a side hustle or what, just not being afraid of getting out there and and creating, publishing content, and even getting paid for it. You know, right? So. Um, where this idea come from? I know that EduMatch was involved. How did this come to be? You know, I interviewed uh, Dr. Sarah Thomas, you know, the founder of EduMatch, EduMatch Publish. I interviewed her on my podcast about her experiences as an entrepreneur. And after the interview, you know, I was just telling her, look, you're doing some major things around here. I'm so proud of you. And that I wish I could write a book. And she said, well, why don't you do a documentary? And I said, what are you talking about? Because that was intriguing to me. Like, what? And she said, well, you're already interviewing people uh, with your podcast. You know, we could do that and craft a narrative around those interviews. And I said, that's awesome. And I thought about it some more. And then I contacted her. I said, hey, yo, I'm all in. And she asked me to submit a proposal. And of course, my mind went straight to the one-to-one. Like, let's go one-to-one in a classroom. We talked to educators. And I was like, once I started to really started to flip, you know, uh, flesh out the idea. So this is not going to work. I want to tell the story. I need to tell the story of those educators who are uh, entrepreneurs. And part of the reason for me doing it, the reason I needed to tell it, I was compelled to do it, was because so many of our colleagues, we know not only are they getting in the game now or, or are becoming more interested in it, but we have a segment of our colleagues that they're put off by it. They see selling your lesson plans as a betrayal to the profession. Uh, you know, no one becomes an educator looking to get rich. And I wanted them, I wanted to tell the story of people who are doing it and doing it because they believe in children. They believe in teachers. They believe in education and that they really are doing this to make a greater impact and not that they're out there seeking just to make money. Yeah. And you know what, um, by the way, I, I, I love the idea. I, I love the documentary. Um, you know, it, 
as a content creator, I think I can appreciate it on a different level, but uh, I really do feel like any educator would get so much out of watching it. And, you know, you got some of the biggest names in the education space in terms of being connected educators um, with with large followings and just people who are putting out so much content consistently. But the biggest thing I think they have going for them is that they create really engaging content and just stuff that educators can like really sink their teeth into. Uh, how did you get some of those those names? And I guess, you know, if you could like provide a, a little sneak preview, you don't have to g- give away too much, but what kinds of things did they have to say? First, I just sat down and said, what is my wish, right? What's my wish? And I really wanted some heavy hitters because I knew that the audience for this documentary was a, was a niche market. But I thought that if I could get certain heavy hitters on there, that there would be people who may not think about entrepreneurship, may not care about it, but wow, I'm a huge fan of Catelyn Tucker. What is Catelyn saying about this? Uh, Eric, oh, what does Eric have to say? And so I sat down and I put together my list. Now, most of these people have, they've been on my podcast before, you know, talking about Catelyn has been on, I've interviewed her uh, three times. Eric has been on my show, Tom. And Tom and Eric and I, you know, we're friends. And uh, it was so it was, I reached out to them, of course, oh, I got you, Will. And so I, I did my list and I'm looking at it. And then another person I was thinking about was Dr. Robin Jackson, who has really built a fully functioning business, not as a solopreneur or an educational consultant, but a full, you know, realized business. And so I reached out to her as well. And she said, I said, these people are, wow, they're really interested to tell their story. And once everyone was on and I, I, I was missing something and I asked uh, Dr. Sarah, I said, uh, do you know someone, right? Um, I said, I really need me another uh, person of color because unfortunately in the in the consulting game, we're not as visible and we're not as seen as much. And when you're talking about the higher echelon of pay, we're not there either. And so she pointed, she said, oh, check out Abby Futrell. And I reached out to Abby and we had an initial conversation. I was like, yo, you got to be. And you see the documentary, you'll know why, because she is she brings fire. Uh, what they share in the documentary is they're very open. Uh, no one holds back. They are very uh, transparent about you know, how they got into education in the first place, what they believe about education, what was their secret sauce, how did they build their brands, how did they create their own business, you know, learning about you know, taxes, corporation, bookkeeping, and, you know, really talking about the impact that they want to make with the work that they're doing. And quite honestly, it was refreshing because, you know, first of all, as you know, we don't talk about money, you know, that's like real taboo, you know, you, we don't talk about that. And I've still never asked Tom, hey, man, what's your daily rate? Or what do you get for a keynote? That's none of my business. I just, I'm just trying to figure out how do you get to that point to where you know you are a confident you know, speaker? Because that, those are some of the stories that I want to share, not only in my podcast, but in this documentary. I, if you're an educator and you're thinking about this, what does it look like, right? And if you're if you are successful in this, this also means you're going to be on the road. So how do you deal with being away from your family? And they talk about that as well. And I was just blown away at the fact that these people and as you mentioned, some of these people have names that reverberate in our field. And they're talking about really personal thing and sharing information. And it was a very humbling experience. And I was so excited conducting the interviews that I was like, oh, this is going to be special. And so I was very, very excited by how things turned out. 
The Leader of Learning podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network, podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning podcast is also a proud member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. To listen to more great education content, please visit voiceed.ca. I know you mentioned that um, when you had started to create or, or when you put it out there, it's more for like a niche market, a niche audience. But again, I think regardless of where you are in education, I think everybody can get something out of it. Um, I will tell you something funny. Uh, as you were talking about, like, we don't really talk about money. I was sort of thinking, reflecting about uh, you know, being a podcaster and a content creator. Of course, I this is still just a side hustle for me, if you want to even call it that. Uh, I have made very little money. As a matter of fact, if you listen to my show, if you make it all the way to the end of the episode, and I hope you do, uh, I do run some ads. And those ads at this point, I, I haven't been doing it for very long, but they've pulled in, I want to say, uh, precisely $22. <laughs> I think I got a check for $11 once, and then I'm going to get another one soon. And so it's not a lot of money, but it, I guess it's a little something uh, running those ads at the end. But that's funny. Anyway, so niche market or not, here's what I'm wondering. Now that the entrepreneur has been out there for a little while, uh, again, we share the same space. And I know that I've seen some of this. But if you could just share, like, how, how have educators received it? What are some, what's some of the feedback that you've heard from people out there when they watch it? They love it, right? Alhamdulillah. They love it. They're talking about, man, I, I am learning so much from this. I am learning what I need to do, what I can do, how to get out there. They drop so many gems, jewels. The response has been, you know, fantastic. And, you know, recently I was interviewed for about the document. That interview has gone like wild in our network. And so many uh, comments from that, like, wow, you know, amazing. You know, thank you for sharing. This is this is needed. It has been like, oh, OK, this is cool uh, because, you know, when you put something out there, you never know what people are going to uh, resonate with, whether or not they're going to like it. And the response that uh, we've written has been overly positive. That's awesome. And uh, man, I, I it, congratulations, I guess, you know, is the first thing I want to say, because I loved it. And, and I'm really happy to hear that other educators loved it as well. Uh, I did read the article in Forbes. And of course, uh, for the listeners, all of the links to the entrepreneur where you can wa uh, watch it or purchase it, uh, I should say, uh, the Forbes article, Dr. Will's show, everything will be on my website and in the show notes for this episode. Um, but I know that you're doing so much. As a matter of fact, I recently uh, became aware of a webinar or online course that you did with Jeff Bradbury of TeacherCast. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm wondering, like, what's next for you, man? You got, you got your hands in so many projects and things, and, and I feel like uh, you're, you're – you're living your own mantra, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're continuing to push the envelope and creative. I mean, the, the documentary is so unique. And I think that's one of the things that people love about it, too. Like, what's next for Dr. Will? Well, I'm doing other webinars, right? So I'm a contractor with Simple K-12. I'll be doing two webinars for them this summer. And I did a webinar last month for them. I need to get back to my writing. I took some time off to make sure this documentary got done. And um, 
my wife and I have developed a blended learning course that we want to offer the teachers so they can get CEUs to renew their license. So that course right now is at a university being reviewed for their approval so they can stamp it and say, yes, you are able to use our university. And uh, I'm just trying to put out a really nice podcast that is still you know, growing and trying to provide uh, that value add uh, to those listeners so that educators will, you know, view themselves, I guess, as whole humans and and understand that it's okay to keep a, an eye out, you know, on their, on their finding, uh, understand that we can, we too should and can uh, play the game at another level. It's awesome. It's all awesome. Seriously. Uh, I, you know, this, I've said this before, I'm a big fan and uh, I catch so much of your stuff out there. And guys, if you're listening to this um, and you're not already following Dr. Will, or maybe you're following him, but you haven't listened to the show or haven't watched the documentary I cannot recommend it enough. Seriously, Dr. Will, congratulations on everything. Thank you for joining me. And of course, before you go, uh, please, where, where can everybody find you and um, you know, connect with you and follow you? Well, I am on Twitter uh, at I am Dr. Will. Uh, please feel free to follow, engage me in conversation. Uh, I enjoy the dialogue. I enjoy growing and learning from others. And if you're ever on Voxer, uh, there is an awesome, awesome group called Teacherpreneur Chat, which is a group where all of us in there are entrepreneurs. We talk about opportunities, share ideas, we champion each other on as we discuss our different ventures. Uh, I'm just online and uh, I'm eager, eager to connect. Congratulations again, buddy. Thanks for coming back on and we'll talk soon. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite way to listen. Also, if you like what you heard, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. And don't hesitate to leave a positive review on iTunes or whatever service you use to listen. For more information, head over to leaderoflearning.com. There you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, Ways to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Boxer. Sign up for our newsletter and even how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again. And remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.